When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Your baseball life. From the Jeffu Studios, where every Tuesday buy 10 wings, get 10 wings free. This is Des Moines Sports Station. 106.3 KXNO. For 75 years, NCMIC has been doing the right thing for its customers, employees, and the community. Now, here's Miller and Condon. On Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO, five minutes after the hour of 11 o'clock, bottom of the hour thereabouts, Vinny Iyer from the Sporting News on the NFL and free agency thus far. Matt Snyder, CBSSports.com. He's our baseball guy. Before we get to that, you and I are going to be out on the road on Thursday. We'll be chicken cooping. Yes. St. Patty's Day. Hawks in Richmond in the middle of the afternoon. Green beer for Miller before 8.30. (laughs) No. No. You had a swig of one before 8.30 out in Vegas. I couldn't believe when all of a sudden all these buckets of beers yes. start showing up at the table in the early hours We're of the morning. We're in Vegas. Let's go. Oh, my God. I don't know how you do it. Uh, anyways, let's talk some baseball, shall we? We'll be, we'll be at the Chicken Coop. Which one? West Des Moines, 60th and Ashworth. We'll, of course, be doing our show 10 till noon live from there. Stop out. Get your seat. Get ready for the game starting oh, at 11 a.m. Iowa at 2.10 against Richmond and Plan on hanging out, watching the Hawkeye game there. A little Hawkeye game watch as well. Good stuff. Matt Snyder, CBSSports.com. He joins the program. Matt, Trenton, Ken, thanks for coming on. How are you, Matt Snyder? Well, I'm great. Uh, if we talk about baseball, if we talk about basketball, I just wanted to say if you throw up like a 32-footer and it banks in, then it really shouldn't count. Now, no, bitter no, who's no, your no, fan, no, Matt no, Snyder. No, no, yeah, no, That's right. We forgot about that. <laughs> you got to finish games, Snyder. I mean, that's what it's all about. I know. Heart of a champion, yeah, and was, apparently they don't have it in Indiana a, anymore. Ooh, That was a rough one, man. <laughs> I, I, You know, to have that lead late. But, you know, the thing about your – your Iowa team is as good as they are at threes. Good Lord, they're never out of it. Yeah, that's true. And, and they're on a roll, no doubt about it. Well, let's talk some baseball, shall we? And I'm so glad that we're having this opportunity to do so because uh, it seemed like for a while uh, that they're going to dig in. And uh, seemingly, if they hadn't got things done this past negotiation, and and, and I think the commission came out and said it himself um, that we were probably in for a long, long time before we saw baseball. But they did, and we've got it, and here we go. Uh, I, I would love to have been a uh, to see Garrett Cole's reaction when he looked at his phone <laughs> yeah. and saw the Josh Donaldson they had a set to last year when Donaldson accused him. I mean, he's the poster boy for the uh, for the uh, the what do they call it the the junk on the baseball um, and, and and Donaldson and Garrett Cole uh, no fans of each other now they're teammates. I'd have loved to have seen that reaction. Yeah, I bet it was pretty funny. The thing is, though, like, with Cole being a pitcher, yeah, I know Donaldson will be playing third base a lot, but Donaldson's 
when he's healthy, is such a good defender. Yes, he is. So, and it's not like he's going to tank plays like you know Roger Dorn in the regular season in Major League or anything like that. So, I I don't think it's going to be that big of a deal. It's definitely worth a laugh. But uh, you know, my hunch is we probably at times make too much out of stuff like that, especially in baseball. It's not like basketball where you have to have this incredible on court chemistry or anything like that. It's just. It's uh, as I like to say about baseball. It's a it's kind of an individual sport masquerading as a team sport. Let's go through some of the changes that we're going to see and maybe hopeful to see also with the new CBA. Uh, one of the interesting things that that I saw in an article over at CBS Sports is the changes in the schedule. How it's going to be? We're used to the 19 games against all your division mm-hmm. opponent starting next year, 2023. That'll be down to 14. The rotation of the teams from the other league will happen a whole lot more. I like it on the surface. Any problems with the new schedule we're going to have starting next year? No, I, I don't have any, especially now that there's a universal DH. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it, it makes it a lot easier to have a lot more of the interleague games. I do think for the, the purists, again, this is moving away from where the purists would like things because it's moving toward things being a lot more uniform and you're not nearly as familiar as the teams in your own league. Uh, not Again, not overload with the teams from your own division. So it's everything's a lot more balanced. Like I said, the purists probably don't like this because you're supposed to play the teams in your division a lot more. You're supposed to play the teams in your league a lot more. But this, I'm perfectly fine with it, especially now that there's a DH in both leagues. I do think it sets the table for expansion and then possibly some kind of realignment, though. Where would the expansion be? I mean, I think Vegas wants a team, and I believe that the A's yeah. use them uh, as part of negotiations. They want a team. Absolutely. Montreal wants back in. I've seen the plot that they've identified in downtown Montreal where they want to build a baseball stadium. I think 35,000 is the number that we're, that they're talking about, 35,000, 40,000. Who else? Is there a team that we're – another team out west that we're missing? Who else is in line, do you think, yeah. if indeed there is expansion? Uh, Portland has had a good plan in, uh, in, in place for years. Um, they actually have a website off the top of my head. I can't, oh, it's uh, it's like, it starts for like Portland Diamond Project or something like that. Diamond Club, Diamond. I want to say probably Diamond Project. Uh, they have plans for a stadium and everything. And you know, it's far enough away from Seattle, and then of course from everything else. It would make sense that there were another West team in there. You could build up a good rivalry between Portland and Seattle. Seattle would finally have a road trip that didn't have to be a long, long, long way away. Uh, That one makes sense. You know, other than that, I mean, it, it, you know, maybe a a Raleigh Durham area, Charlotte, uh, maybe a Nashville area. I'm not completely sure, but I do think that they would love to be able to add two teams to get to 32. And when you do that, what do, you, what do you charge the expansion fee? Probably $2 billion, mm. and then you disperse that among the other owners. Uh, you know, those owners who are hurting so much for money, that would be another way to get them some money. Yeah. But, um, I'm sorry. It, it probably sets the table for two leagues of 16 and then four divisions uh-huh. of four per league. Uh-huh. Um, so it makes it a little easier to win your division, but then there's probably only two wild cards uh, on each side. But at, my hunch is that's where it's going. Not within the next two years or so, but uh, by the end of the decade. Interesting. I, I kind of a lot of things that are intriguing. 
what went wrong? What didn't they get right? Of course, we didn't get the new rules. I was, I've been such a big proponent of the pitch clock. Disappointed that that won't happen until as early as next year. What else went wrong and the new rule changes that we're hopeful for? Which one are you most disappointed we didn't get? Um, I, I'm not too disappointed. Maybe I just wanted a deal to happen so bad. I was right. just yeah. happy it happened. But I'm not, as a whole, um, I probably would have liked to have seen that pre-arbitration pool go up a little bit more than it did just because of what we've talked about with guys like Juan Soto making the league minimum when he was mm-hmm. one of the best players in baseball and stuff like that. But, yeah, like, I was pretty much all for everything. Like, uh, the, uh, you know, the, not necessarily banning the shift, but I think we've discussed before at least limiting it. Like, I at least want the infielders to be in the infield. Right. I hate the guy standing in the middle of right field. Um, the bigger bases make sense from, from several standpoints. Uh, you know, it's a safety issue, maybe a little bit easier to steal a base, stuff like that. I would have liked to have seen that. Um, the pitch clock, I've been a proponent of that for, gosh, it might be 10 years at this point. Um, but, you know, I, I, in general, I'm, I'm pretty happy. Um, I'm going to miss the uh, game 163, although the expanded playoffs, I get that. I'm uh, I'm alone or very one of the few on this island. I like the pop and the runner on second base once we get to extra innings, uh, and that's gone away. Um, no, I do I do too, but I also think that it's because it's my job, and I just want the game to get over with. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm tired, and I want to turn the TV <laughs> yeah. off and go to bed. Yeah. Uh, that's that's me, anyways. So let's uh, let's talk about a couple of those teams. And you mentioned uh, owners, um, you know. The Cincinnati Reds, the big red machine, right? If you're a kid that was born in the, say, the sick, not a kid that was, well, you once were a kid. <laughs> but if you're a fan of the big red machine, you're getting up in age a little bit, and maybe you don't love the Reds like you once did. But man, this is one of those franchises, right? I know that they, you know, they've lost some luster over the years, but they are just, I, I don't get why they are just gutting their team again, seemingly with no plan. They just want to go on the cheap and running all the guys that people are actually buying tickets to see out of Cincinnati. What's going on there? It's terrible. It's absolutely terrible. I mean, it's it's bad for baseball to to think about. And it's funny, I just said two expansion teams, but when you when you have owners operate like this, they almost don't even deserve a team. I know you can't mm-hmm. take it away from Cincinnati, but it, look, look, if they would have had the, this 12-team playoff in last year, the Reds made the playoffs. How about that? The Reds would have been the sixth seed in the National League and would have played a three-game series in Atlanta. In the, in the first round. Um, and instead, they're just gutting their team. And if you look at the Central, yeah, I, I think the Brewers are going to be good again. But, you know, what if Burns and Woodruff both get hurt? All of a sudden, they don't have a, that much of a rotation behind Freddie Peralta anymore. Uh, I assume the Cardinals are probably going to be pretty good, but I don't think they look amazing or anything. The Cubs don't seem to be trying, or at least they're only half trying, and the, the Pirates are punting again. So it, it's it, it's... It's tough to figure when you look at the position that the Reds were in with their major league roster, and they do have a good number of prospects that aren't far off. Um, even if they lose Castellanos to free agency, which they probably were going to all along, they still could have made moves to stay competitive in that division and competitive for the sixth seed in the National League, and that's what it's all about. And now at the end of the day, when you look at what they were rebuilding, what, 2014 to 2018, 2019, <laughs> They got one playoff berth out of that, and that was in the, the year in 2020 when we only played 60 games, and there were eight playoff teams in the NL. 
That's it. Mm. And they, they went 0-2 in that playoff series. That's all they got out of that rebuild. Now they're going to rebuild again. A- any Reds fan right now should be absolutely livid, and it should be with ownership. Another team tearing down right now is out in Oakland. The A's have shipped off Chris Bassett mm-hmm. to the Mets, uh, made a big move with Olsen going and making his way to the defending champion Braves. Montes, Manaya, both those guys, two starting pitchers that are being talked about. My twins involved maybe with both of those guys. Oakland, they are closing it down. What does that mean? Just can't compete right now? They're going through the same kind of rebuild? Somewhat, it's it, it, they do things cyclical. Though I mean, mm-hmm. we just saw they went to the, the playoffs three years in a row. Then they traded Josh Donaldson, and, and then they kind of went through a quick rebuild. Then for three years they were out of playoffs, and they just went to the playoffs three years in a row. Maybe it'll be another three-year cycle here with Billy Bean. But I, I, I wonder if this has a lot more to do with them still worrying about the new stadium and ownership just saying we're going to have to pay a pretty hefty price compared to what they want to pay to get their new stadium built. So maybe they need to strip payroll to the bones. Uh, and and maybe that's the plan here. But I, I got to say, you still want people to be going to your games. And they were raising ticket prices these last few years, even when they're stripping payroll. Uh, if anything, their next move needs to be to slash ticket prices to the fans and say, look, we get it. We're gonna, it's going to be a lot cheaper for you to come to the games here the next few years until we get our new ballpark. Which they are certainly in line to do. So let's, let's do, go through this exercise. Throw out some of the big names, and if you don't mind, uh, put on your uh, – sure. uh, get out your crystal ball and see where – because like, there's one here. Chris Bryant, everyone has him going to the Rockies. Why Rockies in hell would you go play in Colorado? Colorado's never going to win. In, in that division, yeah, I, they don't care about baseball. Uh, they, they did when expansion first came in, uh, but why would you go there? So is Chris Bryant going to be a Rocky? No, and it's weird because they just traded Arenado, and then they let Story walk without even really trying to extend him. Why would you all of a sudden throw a bunch of money at Bryant, and their roster doesn't look ready to compete? It doesn't make sense. I have to believe that Scott Boris trying to get the Phillies, uh, especially after the Mariners made all those moves last night. I feel like it's all roads point to Philly. So Boris, knowing that the Phillies probably know that, is working the phones hard to try to drive up the bidding and say, look, you aren't the only bidder that's in this range because we've got the Rockies going hard after him. So I think he's Phillies. Uh, I could be wrong, though. Uh, Freddie Freeman, every team in the East, with the exception of the Orioles, is apparently in. And, oh, by the way, the Dodgers as well. Where does Freddie Freeman end up? I think that's another bidding tactic to squeeze every last penny out of the Dodgers. So I think it's Dodgers. Once the Braves completed that trade for Olsen, look, here's the thing. Before that, before that trade, it was, oh, it's just the Braves and the Dodgers bidding. Then all of a sudden the trade happens, and now we've got, the <laughs> like you said, the entire AL East in on it, except the Orioles come on. It's, it's, it's all roads pointing to the Dodgers. Kyle Schwarber. You know, I've seen Blue Jays the past few days. That work. It's really intriguing. So, yeah, let's go with that. Uh, Anthony Rizzo. Yankees. That makes okay. a lot of sense, yeah. obviously. And Olsen was rumored to also be uh, maybe the Yankees were going to be making a move here. Yeah, once they grabbed that, the Donaldson dollars there, it, it makes sense to 
for Rizzo maybe to take like a one-year deal there, mm-hmm. try to win, try to build his value up a little bit more. So, yeah, I, I think Rizzo right, it makes a lot of sense right there. And then try to go out, get a three-, four-year big deal, one final big yeah. contract before the end. Uh, you know, it's been crazy trying to keep up with everything. It's difficult to do. But in a way, and maybe this is just me because I got college basketball going on and you know, MLB is not my full-time gig like it is for you, Matt. I thought it was going to be even crazier in this one. Is that me just kind of it being a side piece for me right now? Got NFL free agency, college basketball. Has it been as wild as you anticipated here with everything happening? Uh, no, I don't think you're crazy at all. I thought it was going to be – I thought, like, starting Thursday night, it was mm-hmm, going to yeah. be ridiculous. Yep. When they, they said, like, they said that press conference for, I want to say, 6 o'clock Eastern – and then they said the lockout was officially lifted. I thought, oh, it's on. And we strapped in. And, like, all, all four of us, our writers of CBS Sports, we all four jumped on. And we're like, all right, we're ready. Let's go. We're all going to divide these up. It's going to be, like, trade deadline day. And then we stared at our computer screens for three hours and nothing happened. <laughs> and then nothing really – I mean, then I thought the wave was, like, Friday night. I think I had Carlos Rodon to the Giants, Clayton Kershaw to the Dodgers, Andleton Simmons to the Cubs. And then I thought, okay, here it comes. And then nothing else happened that night. So, I, yeah, I, it leads me to believe that maybe they weren't all talking under the table as much as we thought mm, they were. Yeah. And then they once the lockout was lifted, everybody started talking again. Otherwise, a lot more groundwork would have been laid, and we would have had a lot more moves by now. Uh, one more big name, Carlos Correa. Does he go back to Houston? It, it, yeah, I think so. I mean, it seems like every other team with really, really deep pockets is backing off except the Cubs. And I just, hmm. there, there's no reason for me right now to trust that the Cubs are going to do something like 10 years and $300 million on Korea. I just don't think that's going to happen. So then it looks like it's just he's going to end up right back with the Astros. And it seemed like all along he really didn't want that. He, he thought they lowballed him, but... The Yankees aren't involved in the bidding. I don't think the Dodgers will be. The Rangers already spent twice on somewhere in the, the contract range that, that he's going to want. I feel like he might not really have any other choice unless he wants to try to take a one-year deal somewhere. But as many years as he's had with where he's been banged up with injuries, I feel like this is the right time to get your huge deal. Uh, Matt, this is the last thing for me. We'll talk next more. We'll kind of zero zero in on divisions, etc. But do you have a non-playoff team as we sit here on the fifteenth of March that that you've identified? Trend on there trying to find something to bet that's got a good price. Uh, do you have a, a non-play? Who is this year's? Who came? Um, who came out of nowhere? The Giants. Who are this year's San Francisco Giants? Oh, uh, hmm. I can't say Giants again, right? No. <laughs> they won 107 games. Yeah. Um, and you can defer until game. next week if you'd like. See, there's no way, no way they're going to be anywhere close to this good. But I'm going to hold out hope that something happens with the Angels and they keep their stars healthy and they get into like the mid-80s and wins and then they make the playoffs. Because... It, 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 we, we know all about Trout, Otani, yeah. Rendon, if he stays healthy the whole year, that makes yeah. a big difference. You know, Jared Walsh is probably underrated. In, in the rotation, I think there's a reason to trust Patrick Sandoval as a very good three-type starter. If you get a full season of Noah Syndergaard full go, along with Shohei Otani, that's a nice big three-playoff mm-hmm. rotation right there. Like Rachel Iglesias at the end, they're a very good closer. 
I think the Angels could make some noise, but, man, we've been burned so many times on them. Uh, that makes sense. I mean, their manager's been there, done that, and Joe Madden. I kind of like that yeah. one. Uh, Trent, you want to finish up? We're going to wrap up, uh, go back to where we started. Your Indiana Hoosiers tonight. <laughs> it's the first four in Dayton, and I'm going to guess there's going to be a lot of Hoosier fans in the building for this one. Yeah, it'll be it'll be like almost as much of a home game as it was in Indy, probably more so because there were a lot of Iowa fans at that game Saturday. It's going to be a cool environment. Should be fun up there. Wyoming, they come in. They got a couple of really, really interesting pieces there. When we were in Vegas, we saw a ton of Cowboy fans that were Mm. out there for that one. Feel good about tonight? You confident? You trace Jackson Davis going to put this team back on his back? What do you see? Well, I I know nothing about Wyoming at all, but I do feel like if – if you get the good version of Xavier Johnson at point guard, which mm-hmm. IU has gotten for the last six weeks or so, and you did Trace Jackson Davis plays like he has since halftime of the Michigan game, then it's hard for me to see Wyoming stopping them. But again, I don't know anything about them. Maybe I'm wrong. I'm just a fan, man. I just watch IU games, and that's about <laughs> it. So, <laughs> uh, but the Angels are thirty-five to one at DraftKings. Oh. That's a juicy. That's a good one, Matt Snyder. Matt, uh, look forward to catching up with you on a weekly basis, man. Baseball is back. We actually got a game tomorrow. How about that? The uh, Snakes yeah. and the Rocks will uh, open up spring training games. Matt Snyder, CBSSports.com. Matt, thank you for doing this for us. Appreciate it. All right, have a good one, guys. You guys do the same. Matt Snyder, as we talk a little baseball with our guy, Matt Snyder. 35-1. to 1. See, you, you go a lot deeper than I do. They're not winning the whole thing. Well, 35-1. to 1. I mean, I, I, get, I can understand his way of thinking there. What's the last one of those long-range ones that you hit? <laughs> See? Silver Charm at 75-1 to 1 to win the Derby in 1997. Do something like them to win their division. Or yeah, but the price isn't good To make enough. the playoffs. So last night I did the Blue Jays to win the World Series. Okay, I can buy the that. The Chargers to win the Super That's Bowl. Garbage. I parlayed them and got 330 to 1. <laughs> Look at you. Were you into the... Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's after 8.30, right? Uh-huh. Somebody's got, I've got to figure out a way that I can't open my phone after 8.30. Lock the Because it seems so easy. Everything's so clear. 300 time. and what to one? 330 to one. Blue Jays and the Chargers. It's like that guy that I told you about out in Vegas that went up to the window with the Bengal Suns uh, parlay bet at Circa. And yeah. Guy just is walking away dead money. A lot of those. <laughs> a lot of those late in the evening and a lot of those for you, too. God, we had fun out there, didn't we? Oh, so oh good. my gosh. Uh, we'll take our time out. going to talk some, uh, well, some NFL. Because they're making some noise. Uh, James Daniels is a stealer. Mm-hmm. Trubisky is his quarterback. Watch out. <laughs> I'm telling you. Jeez. Who has a better year, Drew Locke or Mitchell Trubisky? Mitchell Trubisky. Okay. I am not saying you're wrong. I, yeah. Uh, we'll take our uh, time out, come back, we'll talk some NFL. Vinny Iyer, Sporting News next. Trends play of the day, Circus Sports sponsors. It is Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3. Victory Mounds is your ace when it comes to premium baseball and softball products and services. Utilizing our vast game and industry expertise, we sell portable pitching mounds, field equipment, and field products that we trust, use, and have used when coaching or playing. But that's not all. Victory Mounds Field Consulting Services can help you improve the quality and playability of your field. Craig Allison has years of experience in the mound business and is Victory Mounds National Sales Executive. While Mike Donahoe is in charge of field equipment and products. Visit VictoryMounds.com to see what Victory Mounds can do for you. 
The teams have been selected for the biggest tournament of the year. There's only a few days left to join in on all the action before the first team tips off this Thursday. DraftKings Sportsbook is giving new customers a shot to bet just $5 on any team to win. Get $200 in free bets if they do. It's that simple. If they win, you win. And us existing DraftKings uh, Sportsbook customers can also bet on college hoops with those same game parlays. Just combine multiple bets from the same game for a bigger payout. The more legs you add, the more money you win. DraftKings, safe, secure, reliable, and best of all, you can deposit, withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now and use the promo code KXNO. Bet 5 bucks on any college hoops team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. They win, you win with promo code KXNO this week at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, Iowa only, new customers only, restrictions apply. Minimum $5 deposit. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800. Trent Cotton here for the Urology Center of Iowa. KXNO listeners, you may remember this. I also want to mention Trent Condon. Listen to how excited Trent is to get a vasectomy. I was excited, Keith, and I'm still excited today. Why? No more this around my house. (coughs) That peace and quiet can be a part of your home as well. Call the Urology Center of Iowa today and schedule your appointment. 515-400-3550 or iowauro.com. And don't forget, the big March college basketball tournament... Madness is betting on this year's tournament action with anything other than the Circus Sports Iowa app. The lowest holds, highest limits, and best odds means higher payouts for your winning bets. Why bet with anyone else? Download your new bookie today. Visit CircusSports.com. Sports betting the way it should be. Must be 21 or older. If you or someone you know needs gambling, trip and now back to Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO and 106.3 FM. Here's Ken and Trent. All right, welcome back. Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Trent's play of the day. Circus Sports sponsors that here. Uh, coming up in about 15 minutes right now, he's Vinny Iyer, a three-time Jeopardy champion, a Northwestern grad, and a well columnist for the Sporting News where he opines on the NFL. L. Vinny Trenton Ken, thanks for coming on, Vinny Iyer. How are you? I'm oh, doing well. Thanks for having me, guys. No, appreciate you coming on, Vinny. Always love speaking with you. It's a busy time of the year. Uh, your biggest surprise so far in this um, well, tampering period, you can't actually send the contracts in yet, but a lot of them have been um, uh, agreed to. What's the biggest surprise to you so far, Vinny? I think it's just how the Jaguars have come out. I just didn't expect that from them. I know they had some money, but I'm trying to make sense of all their moves. I'm actually trying to figure out if they're all that much better. And that's the thing about free agency. I think it's very hard game to play and play well. And you're compelled. You want to spend some money because your fan base looking for some changes and things from last year that they want to forget about the Urban Meyer era. So I, I didn't understand the Christian Kirk deal. I didn't really understand the Zay Jones deal. And they also get Evan Ingram. I'm not sure... When I look at their receiving core from last year where they started, I actually didn't think that was the problem between those three guys. I think they were all misused of Marvin Jones and LaVisca Chanel and then DJ Chark got hurt. And he ends up with a very nice deal, I think, with the Lions, only $10 million for one season where I think DJ Chark could be number one receiver in this league. And 
I don't think Christian Kirk is the number one receiver in the NFL, but he got paid one. <laughs> yeah. Like one. And Devontae Adams is probably saying, uh, guys, uh, look at this deal that this guy got. I'm way better than this guy. Mm-hmm. I've been around for a long time, and I've produced uh, big time. So it's going to change the whole market. All these guys are probably going to be getting on the phone with their agents and asking, what can I do for an extension? Like Cooper Cup and uh, Stephon Diggs and some of these guys that have produced big time, they're for their team. So you just have to be very careful. In general, wide receivers are not a good investment overall in free agency. There are some that work out, but they're usually the middle-tier guys that do that. Uh, Kenny Galladay, we waited a long time for him to sign, and he just was disastrous for the Giants last year. So I think that's the thing you have to look at. Are these positions worth it? Teams also spend a lot of money on linebackers that are just guys that are year-to-year to me. Linebackers are like that. I think the Packers got a good deal in bringing back Devontae Campbell, I mean, he played at an all-pro level, and you didn't have to pay top-of-the-market value, where, again, the Jaguars, I do like Aluakon from the Falcons. They got he had the record number of tackles, but it's hard to invest that much money in a linebacker to me. I just think it's just too much. And then guard play, I get it. It's important. And they got Brandon Scherf, but I think he was on the downside career. I'd much rather have had Lakin Tomlinson, who ended up with the Jets. So, Jaguars head scratching. I think I like what the Chargers did quite a bit. Too. They came swinging, and they had to. I think what you're seeing now is the Joe Burrow Bengals model. It's a copycat league. That's what teams want to do. They want to build up their roster around a young quarterback that's playing at a high level on his rookie contract. Is it hard to do? Yes, because that quarterback has to work out and play well as a rookie and going into year two to feel that you can do that. So I think to some degree you have that with the Eagles. Jalen Hurts is not at that level, but he's still a starting quarterback where he's a second-round rookie and you're paying nothing for that position. So go out and get Hassan Reddick, improve your pass rush. Here, I think they might not be done. I would watch for Teron Matthew also ending up mm. in Philadelphia. So these, these are all names we look at, but I, I also like the Jets, Dolphins. I like the calculated moves. Let's fill as many holes as possible with reasonable deals versus getting the big names. and. I, I think there are times to do that. I think the Chargers pulled the trigger. They needed that corner, and you have that flexibility now with that contract. But when you have to con- uh, concern yourself with multiple position holes and all that, spending a lot of money on what, um, a handful of positions I don't think is the best way to go. Well, one of those rookie quarterback deals you were talking about didn't work out very well. Mitchell Trubisky with the Bears back up a year ago in Buffalo, and now the presumed starter in Pittsburgh. What's left in the tank, if anything? Do you like him as a starter in Pittsburgh? And at least on the surface, though, it does feel like an upgrade from Big Ben last year. <laughs> yeah, um, that's interesting for sure what you said. And, well, remember, Mitchell Trubisky is a playoff quarterback. Yes, twice. <laughs> the Bears were able to do some things there uh, with their defense they're probably not able to do if they had paid a lot for their quarterback. So when you look at Mitchell Trubisky, I'm not completely sold given the contract that he's going to be the guy in terms of not drafting a rookie. I think he's a good option to have if you had a rookie. I think he's definitely better than what you had at Mason Rudolph. So there's that launching point. I think you had to hedge your bets because you don't know what's going to happen in the draft. You know if you can agree on a deal in free agency, go ahead and do it. So you always have to align your options. And we know Mitchell Rubisky can be a playoff quarterback if you've got a good defense and you've got some skill position players that can make it work, you can get there. And we know the Steelers have that profile. So 
I'm not saying he's going to light it up and put up some big numbers, but the Steelers had to find a way. Keep in mind, they made the playoffs with Ben Roethlisberger, too. So mm-hmm. it's just a way for them to be competitive just in case things don't fall their way. Because picking 20th, you don't have a lot of control in the draft. You kind of have to see what happens with the quarterbacks. Teams might be a little bit more aggressive than you expected to go get those guys with Malik Willis or Kenny Pickett or even a Desmond Ritter. So that's you just have to explore uh, options if you have a cheap way to have a backup at worst. I think you've got to take it. For the Steelers, it's a pretty low-risk, high-reward situation for them to go after Mr. Trubisky. Vinny, I want to zero in on the AFC West with you. We, we, we saw Denver get their quarterback. The Randy Gregory story is crazy. It was announced that he's back with the Cowboys, and half an hour later, whoops, not so fast. He said, you know what, screw that, I'm going to Denver. Uh, so they've made some moves. I totally agree with you. I think the Chargers won the day yesterday uh, with with their moves. Um, you know, bringing in the guys that they did, particularly on defense. You mentioned J.C. Jackson needed to get him. Khalil Mack last week to go along with Bosa. They've got a star quarterback. They've got an underrated running back in Austin Eckler. And oh, by the way, the Kansas City and oh, Sean Slater, a rookie from your alma mater, Northwestern, who's as good as any rookie last year uh, in the league. Chiefs still have Patrick Mahomes. They get. Justin Reed, Tyrone Matthew walks. This division with those three teams, I hate to be a Raiders fan sitting back and watching it all unfold and knowing that your team at least for the most part has done you know a minuscule amount compared to the other three. What a three-team race this is shaping up to be. Yeah, and you look at the Broncos, and that's the question mark you throw out there is that are you still just moving up from the fourth-best team to the third-best team by doing this? You've Maybe. a lot of way. Yep. Yeah, and you trade a lot away, and, and I still think Russell Wilson, the way I think it's fair to say, Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert, Russell Wilson, that's yep. how you look at the quarterback. And you, there might be an argument that Herbert could pass Mahomes at some point. I mean, he's playing at that high of a level in the first two years. So uh, it's something you have to just look at there is that, look, the quarterback is great, but if everyone else in the division has an elite quarterback, we need a lot more than that. To win, I think the Chiefs were weakened. They were able to keep Frank Clark, but I think uh, Justin Reed. I I don't get that deal at all. Like he I, he's a good player, but nothing spectacular there. And then that's going to be the guy that's going to cost you Teron Matthews. So you also lose Javarius Ward from that defense. So a good part of your secondary is gone. Key parts of your secondary. So you got to figure what you're going to do there. And uh, again, it's a passing division. We know with Wilson and Herbert. So how you hang out of the back end, you have at the same time the Chargers upgrading your corner. I think the Broncos are their weak at the back end, too. They've got to make some changes there. They've got some safety and corner issues that they must address around a couple guys that they can trust there. I think you have Patrick Sertan and you have Justin Simmons, but you got to get the other half of the secondary going. I think Gregory helps get that complimentary pass rusher back for Bradley Chubb. But what do you do with the linebacker? Uh, your mm-hmm. defensive line, I think they downgraded from Shelby Harris to Dina Jones. So uh, it's going to be a fun division to watch. I, I mean, you also are breaking in a rookie head coach. You don't know what kind of coach Nathaniel Hackett's going to be, where you feel pretty good about where Andy Reid is, obviously. And, and, and uh, Brandon Staley looks like he's a guy that's going to do some things in the division. But it's going to be fun. I do feel bad for the Raiders, but typically, if you hire Josh McDaniels and you just made the playoffs, you could be the team buzzing the most, but you're not at this point. 
So congratulations to all of us because we made it 12 minutes without talking about Tom Brady, (laughs) a guy that ruined Selection Sunday. He's a punk. Nah, it's fine. But I understand he had to do it. Let's get into the Brady conversation. Ken, he thinks he's going to trot out there in a Tampa Bay Buccaneer uniform week one. I don't believe so. I think it'll be San Francisco. Start right there. Brady coming back. And will it ultimately be with Tampa or somewhere else by the time the season begins? Well, I would think he's coming back to Tampa. Or what's Tampa doing here in bringing back his center? I don't think Ryan Jensen returns. Uh, unless he knows that he's going to be snapping, snapping Tom Brady, because I think he was ready to go back to Baltimore until this went down. Mm. Carlton Davis is probably looking to go elsewhere. But everyone wants to play around this guy. I wonder why. <laughs> he's, he's a guy that you like playing for, and Leonard Fournette is, was ready to leave Tampa as well, and now he's probably like, uh, how can I get back on board here, guys? And you sign me, please. So that's what Tom Brady does. I mean, he's, I think it disappointed not just teams of the South, but all over, because that's what you're making moves for, right? You're trying to upgrade at uh, quarterback here, but when Brady's looming, <laughs> you know he's the guy that you have to play. And the Rams were able to do it because they had a wide receiver who got behind the defense, mm-hmm. but everything else was breaking down for them against Brady. So yeah, I think they were fortunate to escape that. Otherwise, you might see Brady having a second Lombardi retiring and then coming back. <laughs> Uh, to the Bucks to go after a third. So I, I really think that that play pretty much just changed the fate of the Bucks by a couple games. So when he's back, I'm the, I'm going to trust this team is going to be the best team that I can see winning a lot of close games. And you saw the playoffs this year with all the close games, Aaron Rodgers and Russell Wilson not being able to return to the Super Bowl. I think it just makes me appreciate Tom Brady more that they won all those close games and that they – were able to navigate through very tough fields in the AFC and still win those uh, rings there in uh, New England. So uh, Brady just <laughs> made, kind of, uh, uh, not to use a bad pun here, but kind of deflates the rest of the league <laughs> trying to go after the Super Bowl because you know it's one obstacle. He's going to stand in everyone's way. Uh, Vinny, last thing for you, Deshaun Watson will end up where? It's interesting. I, now the Falcons are in the mix, apparently. We heard the early favorite was Seattle. Then we said the Eagles might get in the mix with the two first round or three first round picks that they have sitting on in uh, 2022. I have no idea at this point. You have the Browns now talking mm-hmm. to them. The Saints are around. The Panthers, Panthers have been here. Maybe it's the early suitor. I have no idea. I think there's a lot of factors that come to play. That team has to feel comfortable with where Deshaun Watson is at with uh, these charges being dismissed and there's a civil suit looming and there's action from the NFL, then you've traded a massive haul for someone that uh, may not be on the field. So you have to weigh that. you got to really meet him in person and understand, is he the guy leading your organization? 22 people coming out is a lot, and uh, you're risking a lot with your fan base here to bring him in. So I think you have to do your due diligence, take your time. That's why it's not been a rush trade the way we've seen with Carson Wentz or Deshaun Watson, or with Russell Wilson, we know what was going to go on there. There's no question they're going to be available in 2022. So, uh, man, there's just a lot of factors here. I cannot tell you a team right now. I think I'm going to go back and saying maybe Seattle might have the most attractive reason for Watson to uh, waive his uh, no-trade clause, and I think that team of all the teams is going to be a little bit more comfortable taking a chance on a player like this. 
And with that division, yikes, good stuff. Vinny Iyer from the Sporting News. Vinny, great stuff. Thanks for doing this for us, Vinny. We'll talk to you in a couple of weeks. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you, Vinny Iyer from the Sporting News. As we catch up on the NFL, just real quick, Trey, we wish we had more time to get into this. Um, Las Vegas is kind of, well, a couple of the the, uh, um, hotels, properties, put up a stink. I guess somebody showed up in Vegas last uh, last week with piles of money Mm -hmm. and started betting on Tampa Bay. Yes. And they believe that this person, who they'd never seen before... um, had some inside information on on number 12. There's a really good clip of uh, our buddy Chris Anders from the South Point talking about this, uh, taking a bunch of Tampa money three different ways from a guy he'd never seen before. 50 to 1 comes back, 30 to 1 comes back, 25 to 1, he's still betting. He's still betting. And before finally he's dropped Tampa all the way down to 4 to 1 because he's got so much liability. Just to balance the books. Now on there. Now he was fine with it, but if you go on Twitter and look at VEASAN, their Twitter account, uh-huh. you can find it there. It's like a two-minute clip. A little more on the story and kind of a background. Very interesting, but also Chris, great guy, says, eh, we're open for business. <laughs> yeah, Mike Florio, ProFootballTalk.com, has got a good piece. I guess the Westgate's pretty uh, shook up oh, about yeah. it as well. Uh, Trends play of the day. Circus Sports sponsors it. It's next. It's Des Moines Sports Station 106.3. Get in on the action with the world's largest sports book. Right at your fingertips. Circus Sports Iowa is where the pros play. Enjoy the highest limits, lowest takeouts, and competitive betting menus. Download, fund, and bet from anywhere in Iowa. Circus Sports Iowa. Sports betting the way it should be. Download your new bookie today. Visit circusports.com. Must be over 21 and present in Iowa to bet. Have a gambling problem? One for podcasting. Do you remember the last walk-off homer to win the World Series? It's been a while, but the answer is 1993. Do you know when Wolf Roofing started roofing houses? That's right, 1993. Wolf Roofing has been around for a long time. For your next roofing project, put the experience of Wolf Roofing on your side. Find them on the web at wolfroofing.net or give them a call at 515-225-8866 or online wolfroofing. Oh, 1-800-BETS-OFF. Trent's Pick of the Day is brought to you by Circus Sports. Download the Circus Sports app today to play with Trent or against him. All right, Millery Condon, welcome back. Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Before we do that, the AP's uh, All-American first team was announced. Mm-hmm. Shibway, Baji, Davis, Coburn, mm-hmm. Murray. Keegan made it. Keegan made it. Who's the National Player of the Year? Man. Deshibway? Oscar. He's going to win it. He yeah. is. Who's second? Keegan. I think so, too. I think he is. I have a uh, vote in the Wooden Award. Not sure if we're supposed to tell. Maybe how, did you, how did you get that, by the way? Uh, Keith Murphy gave me the hookup. He lived, knew my love of college hoops. Good and for him. That's good. So a year ago, he he said they were looking for a few more people and asked me in. I did not know that. I That's jumped good. at the opportunity to be part of that voting list. Uh, let me double check and make sure I can make it public. Before I, I come out and say it, but it's not, you're like the Heisman, you're not allowed to say until right. After the yeah, I, I'm not sure if it's the same kind of thing. So better check on that. So before. you've already voted. I did. Yeah, made my vote yesterday, and it was tough for that tough spot, that top spot. Okay. Yeah, Shibway is going to be very difficult. I yes. think to be. All right. Uh, speaking of B, we've got a couple of games tonight. Are you playing both of them? Neither of them? Uh, I will be playing. By both the way, of you bet the T Wolves last night. Did you I not? I did. And how about the performance oh. from Cat? I watched the whole game. It, it was, was incredible. 60 points. The 32-point quarter. In I've never seen anything. quarter. Was I haven't it, seen anything like it. No. Not from a big guy. 
No. And he, a big guy that can shoot. Yes, yes he, won he can. The, didn't he not win the All-Star Game three-point challenge? Yeah, he did. Yeah. Jesus. Shooting it well. So we went 2-1 in the NBA. We're back to the NBA tonight for one. Okay. Give me the Pistons, plus 13.5 at Miami. I think they got a little something going on there. All right, so Pistons, we're taking both dogs in the first four. I love in the 16 versus 16 matchups pretty much across the board. If I don't have a play, I blindly bet the underdog, mm-hmm. and I'll do the same here with Texas A&M Corporate Christie. That game's going to be hideous, by the way, tonight. And give me the Cowboys. I, I like Wyoming. I think they might beat the Hoosiers this season. Really? Yeah. That would be an upset. Amir Fanatic, you want Fanatics at 3, Cyclone Insider Radio tonight at 6. See you tomorrow, 106.3 K.